This is Harry Murray at Murray's Flash Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. Let's do our report for March. What I expect to be happening in the trout world, what's going to be happening in the smallmouth world, the flies that we use and the techniques we use. Early in March, the Eplis pluralis mayfly nymph becomes very, very active. They move from the heavy part of the riffle to the downstream edge of that riffle. Now, this is the, the, the Quill Gordon nymph, you might say. The ideal way I find to fish that is come in and fish upstream dead drift with the Mr. Rapidan beadhead nymph in about a size 14. I want to concentrate on that water just below the riffle. I'll be, oh, 15 feet downstream in the pool, but I'll cast right up toward the riffle, let it drift back, and I'm fishing it dead drift, just like the current would carry it if we weren't even hooked to it. I use the Murray's Nymph Leader, has two of the built-in uh, Murray indicators on it, but I'm fishing this all across stream below those riffles. This is very, very effective. But now by the middle of the month, middle of March now, those guys start hatching off. They hatch coming out with their wings up. This is one of the few mayflies that does that. The Mr. Rapidan Emerger is very, very effective. And this will start probably by the second week, uh, second week of the month. And I fish that upstream right in the same area. Let it come back down dead drift. Still using that same uh, nymph leader we make. Uh, because it does help tremendously in strike detection. Now, by the middle of the month, those emergers are overlapping with the, the adult done, the Epis pluralis em, emergers and the Epis pluralis mayfly done. He'll ride on the stream. You'll have done. You'll have the emergers coming up. You'll have the done on the surface. The Mr. Rapidan parachute dry fly in a 14 is very, very effective. That's the heaviest hatch I think I have ever seen. I was coming out of one of the streams in the park late in the evening, and the duns were still coming off, but the spinners were coming back. I have no question. I was sighting out over a canyon, and I was probably close to a thousand feet up off the water. And that whole canyon was loaded with spinners and duns. And I no question in my mind, there were a thousand flies in the air that day. I just sat on top of that canyon and just watched them. I didn't even try to fish them. It was just too great to, uh, to pass up. Now, about the middle of the month, the little blue quills start coming off, and this varies from stream to stream. But on some streams, especially those in the northern section of the park, we might say, this is a very, very heavy hatch. And the trout feed heavily on them. I use a blue quill dry size 16 on that. 
Now, it's a very fragile fly. I have seen many cases where the air got cold, the poor little guys couldn't get off the water, they'd wash into the back eddies and come waddling out on dry land. When I'd be walking up the bank, I'd have to be careful where I was stepping so I didn't step on these duns that were trying to dry out to fly up into the trees to uh, to molt. But it's a heavy hatch, but I stick with the blue quill dry. It's not as heavy a hatch as the Epis pluralis. So I'll trade back and forth. If they're really coming strong, I will use the blue quill. But in most cases, I fish the Mr. Rapidan parachute dry in a, a 14 for the whole month. But this is good fishing. It's on on almost every stream there, and it is a lot of fun. Let's look at what's happening in the smallmouth world. I've got about a dozen streams that I especially like to fish. I should say locations in these streams. I'm fishing primarily the North Fork and South Fork of the Shenandoah River. But I, since I fish the same ones over and over again, I've gotten to know the stream pretty well. And I'll help you on this. Uh, the hot spot in, we'll say, in the middle of March is where the smallmouth will move in downstream of these ledges going across the river. Uh, these ledges may be only 10 feet long or they may be 50 feet long and in some places especially on the south fork they'll go all the way across but these these smallmouth like the protection they get from those ledges so they'll move in downstream of those ledges and the water that could be anywhere from two feet to five feet deep and they do feed very heavily in that area uh you see, the Helgramites are a three-year job, so there are always some Helgramites in there. And that's the fly I use most of the time to fish this. What I do, I move in below that riffle. On the near side, I'm casting up and across stream with the Murray's Heavy Black Helgramite and a four. This is a big fly. And I'd let it fall right below those ledges and let it drift back down. And then I swing the rod tip. I call it swing nymphing. This is the one of the techniques I teach in the bass school. But I let it swing back down through there and gradually work my way across the river. This is very, very effective. Uh, I'm not in a big hurry to fish the new water. If I'm in one below one of these ledges, we'll say is, oh, 100 feet long. It'll take me the best part of an hour to fish that ledge out because sometime I'll catch a dozen bass in below one of those ledges. But this is fantastic fishing. It's good and it's a whole lot of fun. So take advantage of the smallmouth fishing in these places and uh, I'll be glad to show you the places I do well here and you know after you see them a little bit you'll know how to extrapolate that to cover your water at home. This is Harry Murray at Murray's Fly Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. If you have any questions on any of this just ring me at 540-984-4000.
4212. Thank you very much.